You're listening to a brand new podcast from Echo. We chatted with Nashville-based singer-songwriter Gail. Since the age of 10, she has displayed a unique ability to write songs that creatively capture cross-generational struggles. In her latest single, Orange Peel, Gail showcases that talent by using the fruit as a metaphor for the relatable need to release stress. Listen to what Gail had to say about songwriting, inspiration, her growth, and more. Check it out. How did you first get interested in music? Um, for me, I guess it really started in music class. You know, I started going to school and then I was introduced to like jazz music and like soul music and I learned what like scatting was. And so I went home just like doing that all the time. Um, and so then my mom naturally just kind of showed me Aretha Franklin and I was like, I want to be her when I grow up. Like, I didn't know much about music, but, like, all I knew is that I just wanted to, like, do that. Um, and then in Texas, there's, like, a, there's a little bit of a music scene and, like, the country music touring because Texas is just, like, such a big place. And so we started kind of doing the vocal booths, like, studios, you know, voice lessons once a week. And then I went to guitar lessons, songwriting lessons, and then I started singing in, like, rodeos, funny enough. Like, I would go out in the dirt and like sing the national anthem or I would sing at like sheep sellers conventions <laughs> or like awesome. farmers markets like anywhere that I could sing and they would like allow a 10 year old in the corner to just like play guitar I would like try my best to be at and then my so I started I started really getting into like songwriting and I was like I want to do this I want to do this and then I learned that if I annoy my mother enough by just asking the same question she'll eventually do it so we um went to Nashville because it was a 10-hour drive and it was um just one of those like mommy daughter little like vacations that we decided to have for like a weekend and we went to a workshop and it was about like live stage performance and I wrote just like everything down in my notebook and I learned like so much about songwriting and I was like I want to do this like this is something I just I have to try and do this because I don't know what else I want to do. And I was like 10. <laughs> and I was like, all right, like, we'll, we'll start going to Nashville more often. And I started going to Nashville and I kind of, surprisingly, it was hard to be 11 and getting into bars. I don't know why. Apparently bartenders, and like 11 year olds don't go well together. Um, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was like, this is what the people want. They want an 11-year-old while they're drinking beer. Like, this is exactly what they want to see. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and so eventually it just kind of led to, like, once a month. Um, we did that for about 18 months. And then we moved to Nashville because I just started mastering this whole nagging thing. <laughs> and I, I just got very, very persuasive over time. Um, and yeah, so I've been here about, gosh, like going back and forth and living here a total about like six years, maybe five and a half years. Wow. And you talked about like your mom's support and everything. Um, and you've also talked about how much your mom has inspired you to in the past. I'm sure it's really hard to narrow it down, but what is probably the most important thing that your mom has taught you so far? Um, my mother's a businesswoman. It's one thing I really love and respect about her. She has never like turned down a challenge out of fear. And she really 
taught me the lesson if you make a commitment to someone you have to follow through with it no like if you make that commitment to follow through with it and you know I feel like a lot of the time especially when you think about music you think about just like standing on a stage mm-hmm. and she taught me that there's just so much more than that and especially like being a female at times when it can be a man's world to just like fully know everything that I'm doing the business side behind it and be able to stand my ground and just to be a powerful independent woman and so like I feel like that's really like the most I can narrow it down to is like she's just this like badass business like powerhouse of a woman that I'm very lucky to be raised by that's so lucky to have someone that empowers you like that and also teaches you to empower yourself as well oh yeah she teaches me like something new every day she's amazing that's awesome. I don't talk about that. <laughs> I won't. Yeah. between us. Yeah, <laughs> um, So now you're in Nashville. What has it been like to um, be there and be surrounded by all this music and all these talented people? It's so intimidating. It's amazing. I love being intimidated. Like being in a room with like such talented people is the most like inspiring thing to do. I feel like the first thing I was always told in Nashville is like always get in a room with people that are more talented than you, especially me. I'm a very like competitive person, not towards necessarily anyone else, just with myself. I always like my goal is always like strive to be better somehow. And it was just so incredible. Just the energy in a room of someone who can just like, play guitar for hours like no one's business or just like write a hook like it is so intimidating to be with all of these talented people you know and especially because like going for music like doing it doing the move everything like everyone has made sacrifices to be in Nashville and we all understand that and so I really also enjoy the community aspect of Nashville because it's like we all had to make sacrifices to be here and the best thing we could do for each other is just lift each other up rather than like push each other down to get further. And it's, I just really love it. Love it so much. And the writing community too, it's just a very natural thing to just kind of say like, Hey, you're great. Want to write a song together? Like might as well try. It might suck. It might be great. Who knows? But like wherever it goes, it goes. And it's really nice. Yeah. And um, also, speaking of writing with other people, you wrote um, with Cara Diaguardi and you've worked with her. Well, how did you two get connected and what was it like working with her? Yeah. So um, would you know by chance about like NSAI? No. So it's basically like a National Songwriters Association. I believe, or international, not association, that's an A, but (laughs) same thing, you know, and so they, basically, it's like one of the first things you do when you kind of like move to Nashville, you kind of say like, what do I do, and it's a little like songwriting, songwriting community, and she threw a very, very last minute pop-up event, so like 40 people get to go, and 20 get to sing, and so like, and Carity Guardi gets like, critique your song, and I remember, I was like, sick, and I was so nervous and I had like no idea what to do. And so I go in and like, I put my name in a hat, like, and she just like, everyone sits down, we go, and she just happens to draw my name. And so I thought it was gonna be one of those things, like I sing her song, she gives me some rough critiques, breaks my heart. And then like a year later, she'll like pretend to recognize me in like a croaker or yeah. something, you know? <laughs> um, 
And so I sang my song and she gave me some critiques on it and I was like, that's it. And then I want to say maybe like, like two, two days later or something like that. It was like two days later, she reached out for my contact information. And I was wow. like, this is like, no, like nothing's going to happen from this. She just like wants to tell me I suck more. It's cool. Like, fine. And then she sets up a meeting and I remember I, she told me to like bring my favorite co-writer. And so I did. And then like, she set up a few rights and then, yeah, I ended up writing with her and I work with her all the time. And she's like very much a, like a major influence in my life and a mentor to me. I'm very grateful to have, cause I have no idea where I'd be without her. And is there anything from um, your experiences with writing with her? Has she given you any tips or any? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, the thing about Kara, she's a, amazing, but she is very blunt. She will tell you the truth. She will. She is not afraid to tell you you suck. Very much so. <laughs> not afraid to tell you what's wrong with the song you just wrote, even if it's your baby. She and you know what? And it's true. Like, I can't say, well, you don't know anything. What, what am I, I going to say? I, I can't really say, well, it's not like you've written, like, a number one away. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I really can't, like, say. And she, um, she always just fights to get the best perspective in a song and just, like, make you the best writer that you could possibly be. But there's definitely times where it's, like, I send her a song and I'm like please like it, please like it, please like it, you know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely very nerve-wracking, but she's, she's the best. That's awesome, it's awesome, and you can have a mentor like that, that feels comfortable enough to tell you those things to help you grow and become a better artist. Yeah, I, I appreciate, I'm very lucky to have her in my life. That's awesome. And speaking of songwriting, I love Orange Peel. I think it's so creative. <laughs> I'd love to hear what the inspiration behind that song is. Yeah, so my favorite color is orange. That was always kind of like a thing. Um, and I've, I've made a point to be very annoying about it. And like, just because my mother's, so my, funny enough, my mother's a fashion designer. And the two things like she like was never really in love with was the color orange and like plaid. <laughs> and of course, my two favorite things, plaid, an orange like that that makes me so happy and so like just to be again like the annoying nagger in the house I was like let's have this orange shirt I'm gonna dye half my head orange like let's just really go for it (laughs) and then um I so I wrote that song with one of my best friends Sarah Davis and then James Droll and Reed Barron and we've all kind of it was like the first time or no it was actually the second time we were all writing together and James Droll is an incredible artist and I love him so much. And he's very intimidating by how talented and cool he is. Like, he's just one of those people you walk into the room and you're like, oh my God, like, what am I gonna do? Holy shit, like, you're just cool. And he was kind of talking about how he just always, like, sometimes he hates it when there's like an artist, he's trying to write for an artist and they have no ideas and they don't know what they want, you know? And I was like, I have absolutely no ideas like no ideas whatsoever at all and so when he's saying all of this and like looking through my notes trying to find something to kind of like I gotta throw something out like I gotta... <laughs> and in my notes I just see orange peel and I kind of thought good enough okay how am I and I literally 
He was like, so do you have any ideas? And I just blurted out orange peel. And I paused and he goes, I like it. What does that mean? And I was like, good question. Yeah, like, and I wasn't I, ready for that. <laughs> I was like, wait, it's something where it's like an orange peel, like you wish you could like peel all the stress away. And he was like, okay, cool. Let's, yeah, let's write to that. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> I would have absolutely nothing. And, you know, there's a couple like jokes in there. I'm allergic to mango. Um, and my best friend is like, accidentally given me like mango drinks and so the big joke is that she's like secretly trying to kill me oh no and so that's why in the second verse I can make a man go like mango because when I found out I was allergic to mango all of the mangoes just disappeared like in my house and like my friends houses like they all they're just gone like so fast <laughs> yeah and then like talk it off like a van go again the nagger really can't help myself I just won't shut up sometimes just like get my way and then I as way possible you know um but I love that I love that that's awesome do you often pull inspiration from real life yes um I feel like that's also a major influence that like Kara had and especially so I started writing when I was about nine about to turn 10 and so there's only so much life experience that like a 10 year old can have especially when like the majority of songs even like on the radio or Spotify like there's some ways connected to relationships because relationships heavily like affect your perspective on the world and the way you view emotions and so there's only like so much of a place and then when I was like kind of 14 15 you know like it's your first boyfriend you start hanging around more people and then that's kind of around the time Kara came into my life and so she really I always used to say like okay what if there's this girl and this girl was in this relationship and she felt this way and then it really transitioned to, all right, I was in this relationship and this thing happened and made me feel this way. Mm -hmm. And it really also kind of became more of like a way to talk about my personal experience also heavily influences my artistry too. Mm -hmm. And it really just kind of like transformed my writing. Yeah. But now like I really like in the past about like two years made that transition and it really helped me have this more like personal experience and especially like to know this is an artist song for me because like I totally relate to this you know and it also I feel like adds more of a connection to people who can like if they listen to something they think I've experienced this it's like we both experienced the same thing we both had these feelings before like it almost like even more so validates like my emotions and other people's emotions which I find like really nice yeah it's a good way to connect and yeah. Um, with songwriting too, do you, um, with Orange Peel, you came up with like a concept first. Is that kind of how your songwriting goes where you'll start with a concept or is it kind of like a lyric or a melody? Like what's the process? Yeah. I mean, it kind of like changes for every song. Um, it's sometimes like with my best friend, like we, she like used to live with me during quarantine. Like I've known this girl for like four years, you know, we've been writing we're actually today we have a right today and it's gonna be our hundredth song together wow. like it's just one of those things we just and so some, there's times where like we're in a room and like we just start writing the melodies and she knows enough about like my personal life because she's the person I talk like mad shit to like I just kind of like she knows enough about my life that we can like what if we wrote about this because this melody seems angry and then there's times especially with like Kara 
we talk like I want to get a good idea in and like this is something conceptually like I want to say and mm-hmm. then so it kind of really depends on like my mood and how much like I know a co-writer or if I'm writing something by myself um because there's times that I'm like at a piano 3 a.m and I just want to like write my melodies leave me alone or there's times where I'm just like okay I'm gonna like sit down and like write a song and like have a concept to it first and then slowly get so it just really depends awesome and um with orange peel too uh you included like a little voicemail at the Mm -hmm. beginning or a little voice message um why did you choose to include that or where did it come from yeah so funny enough we so the original orange peel didn't have an intro at all and we were trying to figure out like what to do. And so this is actually a funny story to try and like get the voicemail. And this was the sec- second time I ever wrote with the producer. And he's like, hey, like leave me a voicemail to put in. But it was a lot, I, Orange Peel is more of like a, comes from like a love song, loving place. Mm-hmm. And so it was basically like, leave him a cute voicemail. But I was like, I kept laughing. Like, cause I can, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, I'm telling this guy I love him like in this voicemail like imagine someone just like clicks his voicemail and it's like hey I love you so much how are you like, <laughs> and yeah. like so I go to call him and then his voicemail is full and I was like what am I okay <laughs> and so then he deletes all his voicemail call him again and it, it keeps saying his voicemail is full so it looks like I called him like 15 times yeah. and so then I call my best friend to try because I was actually with her and her voicemail was full and so I had to call someone else that I like was just getting to know and just be like, hey, I love you. And I just wanted to tell you. And that type of voicemail, I felt like it's kind of an, honestly like a voicemail that I would leave for someone that I just kind of love or just to have a love to just to say like, hey, I just wanted to let you know, like, you're amazing and I appreciate you and I care about you a lot. Like those are words of like affirmation that I would like use typically. Um, all kind of combined in one because I think it was a good place to kind of say this is a love song starting if you listen to it like it kind of this is a conversation this is to say like I love this person and I care about them now let's get deeper into it that's great it's a great story too about (laughs) it's like you guys you got to be prepared I know and then once I literally went into the closet right like I was in someone's because I couldn't stop laughing I was doing in front of people and so I was like hey I just wanted to tell you I love you and then I turned to my left and I see an inflatable alien like just (laughs) in the corner and I scream because it scared me it was like right at my face and I look and it's just like (laughs) I was telling someone I love them and then I just scream yeah there's some really interesting voicemails um like so many people's phones that that like one day uh, you should almost just do like a compilation of those at the beginning. I'll buy them all. I might, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could set fans up in the perfect environment to listen to Orange Peel, what would it look like? Would it be next to an alien in the closet or what do yeah. you imagine it would yeah. like? Yeah. <laughs> um, I honestly think it's like, um, oh gosh, like the perfect place to like listen to Orange Peel. Ah, ooh. Oh, that's a good question. Um. I'm trying to think. I would definitely say, like, in a car. I love listening to songs in a car. Like, driving down, um, I would say, like, summertime, sunset, 
driving down like a long winding road can you tell i've been living in nashville for like six years and like a long winding road with like fields and sunsets maybe like a cow in the corner just like doing its own thing um yeah Perfect. well you're pulling from your life experiences for the lyrics so why not for the Might visual well. and the experience yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um i also want to talk about i love your other music too and it, a lot of your songs tackle some like really like things that would be considered like more mature for like your age. And you, ta- you talk about it in your song, Dumbass, about like when people tell me I'm too young to say all the things that I do in my songs. Like, um, how do you respond to that? And how do you feel about like putting those types of things in your songs? Yeah, I mean, it is definitely very much like a nerve wracking thing when you like put yourself out there because. not everyone's gonna like it's one of those things where you have to accept especially when you're like doing music no not everyone's gonna like you even when you put yourself out there like people just aren't gonna like you and you know it was I always kept getting this like but you're too mature to feel like not, not too mature like you are not your age says like you you can't feel these things or you haven't been through like it's just certain things where it's like I felt like people kept invalidating my emotions and my songs to mm-hmm. say like, you can't feel this. Like, and to some extent I completely get where they're coming from to say like, Oh, you know, you haven't been in my place. You don't know. But also especially like the first person you love, you don't know how to hold back. Like you don't, you don't think to think those things. And so it like, it's more like fresh and it's like, Oh my God, this is like such a new feeling for me. I'm like, and then in songs, I try and capture just how intense feelings could be for me. And um, the main reason why I kept putting that in, especially because it's like insecurities or just certain things where especially like um, people, I feel like my generation is very more so open about like depression and anxiety and like OCD and certain things that are like very relevant in my life. And like, it is such a cop out to say, you are too young to feel this, just like be happy. Yeah, You know, especially when you're trying to, like, bring up these things, like, okay, here's an environment for me where these things happen, and I feel unsafe, or I feel sad, or these these strong emotions, and that shouldn't be taken away or invalidated by the fact that I'm young. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's really what I wanted to say. It was, like, I- I'm just over it, you know? Like, I'm over feeling stupid because I'm told, like, this isn't valid. Like, my age should have nothing to do with my emotions to an extent, you know? The way I feel is the way I feel. And I know my, like, always my biggest pet peeve was when someone decides how I feel. Because no, like, I know how I feel. I know if I was, one thing I love about songwriting is because I'm saying I know how I feel. I know I feel insecure right now. You know, you can't take that away from me because I put it in the song. Like, I try to put it in my own words. This is how I feel. Um... And my age should not take away from that and the intensity of that. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And I think that's something that's great about your music too. And it's something that's, it makes it relatable because I'm sure there's other people that feel the exact same way that like people invalidate their experiences or their feelings. What can um, fans look forward to next? Can we look forward (laughs) to an album? Like what's up, an EP? (laughs) (laughs) I cannot confirm or deny but if there happens to be an EP there's there's something 
a project of multiple songs on one thing currently in the works of getting put together. Um, awesome. Whether it is an EP or an album, not not 100%, that's not like written in stone yet, but there's definitely something coming. Awesome. That's great to hear. <laughs> and I only have one more question for you, but what is one quote that you've heard or that you go by that you want to echo out to the world? Um, there's one by David Foster, Dave Foster, um, good is the enemy of great. Um, it's, it's one of those things where I heard it and I was like, this describes how I feel, you know, it's like just to wake up in the morning and every day just try and be great, you know, like subpar, not good. I just try my best every day to like be great. Mm -hmm. Um, not that I always, I definitely don't. I'm not always great. I mean, you know, it's so hard to just like, but I just, I just try my best every day or like just try and like take a step forward every day. At least it's my mouth, especially my quarantine. Just like, as long as I'm like, it doesn't really matter how slow, but as long as I'm doing something in some way to like, to move forward, that's positive, you know? Or even mm -hmm. those times where, um, there's a sentiment that I really liked where I'm not going to tell you to have a day or a good day. So I'm just going to tell you to have a day today. Like get up, try your best to like eat food, take care, take care of yourself in one day. And I hope you have a day, you know, and that's completely okay. Um, so yeah. I think both of those are great. I think that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It was so thank much fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. I really appreciate you giving me the time. Oh, absolutely. And good luck with your songwriting session today. I can't wait to see what comes out of it. <laughs> Me too. I'm so nervous. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, the hundredth just sucks, you know? Yeah. I know. Just feeling the pressure now that it's like the hundredth song to like, it has to be amazing. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll do great. Thank you so much. And Thank you. This was a pleasure. Have, have a day. Have a day. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You can stay connected with Gail on Instagram at Gail. You can stay connected with Echo on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Thanks for listening.